Thank you for tuning in to Mafia Memoirs. This episode is brought to you by Rotafest and Zimware. Rotafest is the most powerful mobile invoicing software designed for auto detailers and auto recon professionals on the market today. More than just a mobile invoicing app, it gives you a complete suite of tools to manage your business. Yes, it has a mobile app designed for the iPhone and Android to decode the van and create an invoice out in the field. But it also includes integration with QuickBooks, customer management tools, reports, and now inventory management is included in this powerful suite of tools. Learn more about Rotafest at rotafest.com. Mafia Memoirs, my name is Jody and I'm Rod and we are super excited. We're actually in 805 shop taking advantage of the opportunity to visit with our brand new friend Carlos with Diamond in the Rough Detailing. I got, I love, love, love that name because I am a diamond in the rough and trying to get better all the time and it sounds like you've got to dial in so. That's it. So we're super excited. We actually, uh, yesterday, were at 805 shop for a IDA meet and greet, thus the IDA uh, banner in the background. And yes, Rod and I are IDA members, and we're actually founding members. Yes, Very that's excited. a new announcement that Joni just let out of the bag. We're actually founding members of the IDA at this yeah. point, which means we are uh, investing heavily in the IDA yeah. because of the awesomeness that that organization provides. And it's all about, really, the IDA is all about elevating the entire industry, helping everybody make their businesses, their professional skills, their the way that they run their operations, bring it to a next level, and we're just excited to be a small part. So, um, but yes, yeah, so we have Oscar, Oscar, because we were just interviewing Oscar, so we have Carlos. Uh, who's joining us? So tell us, how did you get yeah, started? Now, hold on, for a second here. We're in what? California, but you're not from here. You yes, know, no, no. you came all the way from Oregon, Redmond, Oregon. Oregon. So, uh, <laughs> um, just support Oscar, and actually, one of the thing is uh, just try to network with more IDA members, more detailers. You know, it, it's one of those things. Ever since training, Oscar and I have become pretty close. You know, there's four of us that went to training. Two because fell off. And me and Oscar have been communicating did you back. Push them or did they fall off? <laughs> <laughs> they kind of jumped off the cliff right now. No. But I mean, you know, sometimes it happens. Yeah. But I mean we've kept close communication together almost, you know, every week we call each other and hey how you doing, what's going on? You know, well, I'm struggling with this or I'm struggling with that. And we kind of work with each other, help each other out, network with each other and try to, you know, find different solutions and who to work, you know, network with. Who that we can reach out to, you know, and so it's it's been awesome ever since. And so when he told me about the meet and greet, I was like, I'm, I'm here, dude. I'll, I'll fly down there and I'll support, you know, 805 and I'll support the IDA. You know, I'm here. Yeah, so that, that's phenomenal. I mean, to, to me, because that was a Rennie Doyle five day advanced training, right? I mean, that's in deep. It's intense. not an eight hour day. It's it was intense. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what other people went through on the training, but Oscar and I, when we went through ours, I mean, we were there till like seven, eight o'clock at night every day, from like seven in the morning, six in the morning, till about seven to eight at night every day. So I mean, it was intense training. You know, so, so you are a seasoned, experienced detailer. What made you make that decision 
to go get trained. Because a lot of times people go, oh, I already know, right? <laughs> what else do I need to know? I'm the best detailer in the world. The thing that I've learned, you know, I, I have 20 years of experience behind my belt, but the thing is, is like, with the detailing industry has evolved so much from the 90s when I first started. Different products, different polishers, different methods of doing detailing. And so it took me, you know, trying to use my own methods um, on new vehicles. Yes, I did flip up one car. And I was just like, okay, I need to get continuing education. You know, this, okay. Just, <laughs> <laughs> it's that oh, one car in 20 years. Yeah. It's not that. <laughs> I've done that. I've done worse than that in like two and a half months. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's just that, you know, you realize that you don't know everything when it comes to detailing. It doesn't matter how long you've done it. It's just things are always evolving. Yeah. You know, I mean, the paints, the clear coats are totally different now than they were about 20 years ago, you know, thicknesses. So, you know, it's just the way that I actually, I, I, I didn't know anything about it. Uh, my better half, Christina, that's running my shop right now, um, while I'm here, she's one that kind of got me involved, like, you know, because she was always about continuing education. She was a lab technician. Mm -hmm. So they'd always do continuing education. I didn't know anything about it because I'm, you know, I'm a street smart kind of guy. Yeah. And, you know, um, I'm, but, a, I'm a street dumb kind of guy, yeah, like, personally. <laughs> But no, she's one that you know brought it to my attention, and I was like, "Hey, what is this?" And then I started reading it a little bit more, and but like, you know, this is interesting. Yeah, I, I, I want to pursue it, you know, because there was really nothing out there that I knew of for continuing education. Mm -hmm. And so when she brought it to my attention, I was like, "I'm on board." So we, we Oscar and I both went to the same training. It was phenomenal. Um, ever since, right now, I have two detail shops. I started detailing back when I was probably, I'd say. 14, 15 years old, and the way I got into it is that my dad used to buy and sell cars out of the auctions mm. and just flip them. And so, like, me home, $25, do me a complete detail, vacuum it, wipe it down, you know, and, you know, these are dirty cars. So, of course, I, here I am, like, five bucks, all right, cool. 15 year old kid, you're like, yeah, score! Yeah, and here I am, five hours on a vehicle, you know, cleaning it, like, what do you think? Like, okay, I'll give you $50. And so, you know, I just evolved from there, doing uh, details like that. And and when I was 25 years old, I opened up my <clears> first shop, and then it was going great. You know, I started with dealerships, stuff like that. But then the economy kind of took a you know, turn for the worse, so I had to get out of it. But we started the our shop in 2012, called Way, out of detailing. And you know, young kids still thinking, you know, it all. But um, yeah, 2017 is when Christina got better out. We both partnered up, joined up, and decided to change to Diamond in the Rough. Totally whole new outlook on the way I wanted to run the business. You know, the way I, I, you know, I was stuck, you know. But yeah, I mean, ever since then, <laughs> going through the IDA, I love working, networking. I mean, yesterday was phenomenal. I oh, it was great. Yeah, yeah, I mean, meet all these other detailers and just the way Oscar, you know, it, it almost lit a fire under me because, like, you know, I, I need to be. Kind of like that. It's almost like something you take away from it. And that's the thing, is when you go to other events like this, you know, it's not about who's better than anybody else. It's about like, what can I take from this? And how yeah. can I implement it in our own business? Right. It's kind of like, how do you do that thing in your area? And that's what, what's really cool about what Jody and I get to do is we get to see people from all everywhere, from all over the country, all over the world, and find out what's different about their area and how they deal with it. I mean, you go to some areas like, uh, you know, Minnesota and the Midwestern stuff where they're 
salt on the roads and heavy snow and maybe six months out of the year you don't have some kind of crap on the roads and how they deal with stuff versus somewhere like in Arizona where it's super dry or you know where it's really humid uh, and that's I think that's to me the interesting part is what the the mix is different wherever you're at now you're in central oregon you yes. deal with snow you yep. deal with a lot of snow high desert high desert which is a lot like where we're at in mm -hmm. idaho and so you deal with a lot of you know it's slush on the side of we're about to get into that season yeah, it's yeah. cold there it's yeah. not like this beautiful southern california stuff we're dealing with today so yeah oh over here i mean i think in oregon it's like 45 degrees or 50 degrees it's like gonna be 70 over here so it's kind of it's a totally different you know mm -hmm. change of climate but it's, it's, yeah, this is great being here. So you probably have a lot more farmers bringing their trucks in and yep. saying, all right, take this hay out and the manure out and make this thing at least presentable, right? So yes. you have two shops. Yes, sir. What, what are you, what do you kind of specialize in? Well, we specialize in everything. We have never once um, turned away a customer for their vehicle being dirty. We do fleets. We do uh, construction companies. Um, we do dealership groups. We do rental companies. Anything that, you know, pet hair, whatever it is, we just tackle it, you know, and that's why we have two facilities. One, uh, that can just cater strictly for our personal because they're gonna take a lot longer. And then the other facility is ones that we can just kind of roll production through the production stuff. stuff. Yeah. And the, the reason why we do it that way is because, you know, during the slow times, you still have those productions that are keeping you afloat. Yeah. And I know a lot of detailers, you know, they like to do the high end. Where I'm from, I think the highest end car is probably a Corvette, maybe one McLaren that's driving around town. But, but I think that's important, is, and I, I've used this analogy before, is a lot of times, like when I was a mechanic, uh, everybody wants to work on a high-end car. Everybody's like, oh, I want to do this customization. I want to put a supercharger in a brand new you know, Corvette, or I want to work. But, but the analogy is always the brakes on a Honda. The brakes on a Honda keep the lights on. Yep. Doing the production stuff, doing the mom's minivan, doing those kind of cars, that keeps the lights on and you have to mix it in. And there are people out there that have the boutique shops that don't have to do that and that's okay, but you, you have to measure your business by what it does. And if you're a, if you're a production and you wanna keep it going, you wanna keep the levels going, I think people don't realize that doing that and having a good clientele where they come back to you, all the time and just just working on a, a customer's car, it's okay. You can make anything shine. You know, no, some I people mean, are proud of their minivans, and some mm -hmm. people are proud of their Hondas, and other guys got a, got a, a McLaren. So it, it all just depends on what they have, and whoever owns that car, they want it to look mm -hmm. the best it possibly can. You know. Well, yeah, I think honestly, that's those are the vehicles that I like to work on the most. Are the moms that are like, God, my car is a mess. I'm, I want to pamper myself. I've got milk over here, I've got five kids, this is horrible. And then they come back after we do our services where they're just like, oh my gosh, you just basically gave me a new vehicle. I am so happy. It's more yeah, the gratitude. Yeah. You know, the, the money, <clears throat> money is money. You know, it's going to be there. You'll have it one day, it's gone the next. But that gratitude that your clients give you and walk away with just like, holy Moses, you guys pretty much did a miracle. And yeah. that's when Christina and I look at each other like, this is the reason why we're in this industry. You know, at the end of the day, whether it be the employees we have, the problems we have, at the end of the day, just that one, you know, compliment, a couple compliments from these uh, customers, it's just what makes it, is this is the reason why we're in it, you know. One, one of the things that you and I were talking about yesterday that I think is a really important thing that a lot of small business owners struggle with is you really love working on cars. Mm -hmm. But the reality is when you own a business, a lot of times, 
the minutia of running the business takes you away from what you really love mm -hmm. to do. Yep. So let's talk about that. How do you balance that and keep fire under yourself to keep driving <laughs> the business? Well, I mean, it's still something that I'm trying to work through, you know, trying to find the schedule wise, you know, because we do have employees. We have six employees. And, you know, we got to put food in their mouths. But also, I like to have my loan done, you know. I like I like coming into the shop and just moose on and being able to polish a car. During the day, with having all the business aspect of it, you're always getting called off. You're always going to see a customer. You're always going to see what this employee has to do. Everybody has questions, so it makes it to the point where, you know, if you're if you're looking to get a bigger shop, guaranteed, you're probably not going to be working on vehicles as much as you might do. I'm just going to be straight up honest with you. Yeah. I mean, because you're always getting a phone call every t 10 seconds, every two minutes, and you have to stop what you're doing, you're focused, you're well focused on what you're doing, you gotta stop and kind of reset yourself after you're done with it. And the way I do it myself, I go in a little bit later, my wife, you know, she, well, hopefully good my wife. <laughs> um, she, <laughs> I probably question yet, but. I um, just did. <laughs> Congratulations. Thanks a lot. <laughs> no, she goes, Thanks, guys. <laughs> Oscar, we're in the same boat. That's right. No, she goes in a little bit earlier. She's a morning person, I'm a morning night person. So she goes in earlier and makes sure the crew is taken care of. Um, lines them out with what needs to be done, and then I come in a little bit later. And that way I can spend a few hours after everybody's gone. I can just throw my music on and just woo song. That's my time to like kind of decompress for that. That's awesome. And you gotta have that balance. And, and when you have a business like this, you know, if you do, if you're surrounded around people all day long, you're not able to do and focus what you you want to do. You gotta kind of structure your schedule to where you can actually have your own alone time to just woo song and focus right. and get back down to reality. You know, it's like yeah, all this just happened. But I'm working on this, and then focus on tomorrow happening. What are we gonna do right? What do we do? And a lot of people go in early in the morning. I am not a morning person. Yeah. You know. Well, and I think the important part of that is to take those small spurts of your alone time. And I'm the same way. And it took me a long time to figure out that that's what I needed. I needed some time alone. And so, like my time is, I go out on Sundays and I work on my own cars, and I and I crank up the music. And I shut the door and I leave the phone off and I just go in there and do stuff. My, you know, my wife and kids will be like, "What do you do out there?" And I'm like, "I do whatever it is that I do. I'm, I'm going to sand on this hood for the next six and a half hours." And uh, with a little teeny tiny KSK, thank you, Jason. Now my is involved in two squares. So that, that's my alone time, and that's how I recharge. I go out there and I'll, I'll repaint something that you know just wasn't quite good enough. My wife thinks I'm insane. She'll be like, you repainted that section three times. I'm like, yeah, but it wasn't good enough. Or I'll polish something, and, you know. Um, but you need to take that and then kind of breathe that in and go, okay, now it's time to, you know, Monday morning, I know it's gonna happen. Jody and I, every Monday morning, we have a series of meetings where we set up everything for the whole week and it is insane. And it used to just drive us nuts. And now we look forward to it. We go in Monday, we're like, okay, I'm a brand new goal. Let's figure it out. Yeah. Develop the plan. And I, and I think that's a really important thing is, one, when you're, when you're focused on business, you're in that business mode, be present, you know, embrace mm -hmm. that, you know, really get into that. But when you're in that zone of being just you, that is, you got, you got to have that time. Yeah, and I, Keith DuPlessis has a, a saying that I just love that he pulled out of the notes, right? It's embrace the suck. 
And when, when you're when you're down in the trenches and you're knee deep in the doo-doo, you just have to go, okay, I gotta I gotta trudge through this and work through it, and how do I adjust the knobs and how do I make this work? Yeah. And then you dig yourself out of that hole and then okay, breaks over back on your head and you just go back to work. And I think that's that's really good. And the other side of that is a balance of your family as well. I mean, oh, you mentioned you're better half all the time, and I think that you know people have to step outside of that and um, one of the things that I did in my personal life is I turned my phone off at five o'clock yeah and I just literally I turn off the volume and I set it on the counter and uh, I thought at the beginning that that was going to really impact the business and it, it has impacted it and people in a positive way mm -hmm. people work around it they leave a message and they and it, it's given me the freedom to the business doesn't run me where I can control it and I can say I'm done for the day it'll, it'll all be there tomorrow you know mm -hmm. yeah one thing I really wish I we could do is something like this that we had at Oscar shop last night over in Redmond, you know, because there's a lot, of, there's probably a good amount of detours there, but it's like, I want to get where all of us can start networking together instead of competing. Yeah. One thing, I, you know, ever since I've talked to Oscar, it's like, you know, this guy's competing with me, this guy, you know, it's always this. And what I saw yesterday is like a come together of like 30, 40 detailers. And they're all looking at each other's stuff, their setup, what works, what doesn't work. Right. If we could have that everywhere in every city, I mean, it'd be great for everybody. Yeah. So announcing the Central Oregon IBA meet and greet. Hosted ads. That's rough. Yeah, we'll bring everyone. So we just keep pushing you in new direction. <laughs> <laughs> I see the passion that he yeah. had. I, and somewhere along the line, I feel like I did lose that passion. What I saw him yesterday, running with all of I'm like, I need to get back into that yeah. because somewhere along the line you start either getting complacent with business and this and that and bills and employee that you actually something like that would actually probably light a fire under me and give me that passion that Oscar has all over again and I'm excited you know I'm excited for something like that to happen but yeah awesome. and, and, you know and it's I, I love that because you know, you and I were stepping back and we were watching Oscar and we were both, I mean, at the same we time, each other and we like, said these guys. And, and it's kind of a man crush. I, I, yeah. I'm telling you, was, I, yeah. I, I saw it all. I, I saw Randy had a man crush and I was like, oh, wow. Boy, wow. So, yeah, no, it's, but it's really, you know, it's about, you know, part of the reason why Rod and I do Mafia Memoirs is to, one, you know, talk about the industry to get people excited about detailing. But it's also, quite frankly, it's it geeks us up. I mean, yeah, we it's love really talking to detailers. So, I mean, Rod and I a couple weeks ago went. We went to a one-day training, and I told Rennie, I'm like, look, we're not going as supporters. We want to be trained, mm -hmm. right? Because you know, he he rebuilds trucks, and I'm kind of a hack when it comes to detailing. But I love the feeling of being on a detail, on, on a polisher and, and learning mm -hmm. and growing and just being around people that are excited and about passion. the industry and they're passionate about yeah. it, right? And Rod and I go back and it's like, all right, man, we got so many good ideas because we talked to these guys and they said, oh, could you do this in the software? We're like, yeah, we could. Let's, let's go figure out how we could do it. Yeah. And so it, it really geeks us up because we're kind of overlapping and supporting the industry and we just get really fired up by, you know, passion from Oscar, passion from you, passion from Rennie, and, you know, Sandra and all the people that we've met while we are here. It just, it's really exciting. And, 
it just really shows me what a community can do instead of being a competitor yes, all the yes. time. And I saw that yesterday with like having owner of Shine Supply here, having Rennie here, having 3D here. You know, I mean, these are three companies that, you know, I know most detailers out there are like, oh, well, I only use this product because it's the best. I only use... When you can see the three, some of the biggest owners of these companies come together and hug each other and like, hey, it's like, look, that's what it's about. Yeah. Because everybody has a purpose here. All these companies have a purpose and they're to serve our community. Yeah. You know, and I would like more detailers to be like that. It's like, we're all here for the same purpose. Let's just... Well, other communities are like that. I mean, if you look at uh, things like the real estate industry, realtors all get together and they mm -hmm. collaborate and how do you do this and how do you do that? They're all doing the same thing. They're all mm -hmm. trying to sell a home. They don't like, you know, duke it out in the streets. I mean, when's the last time you saw a mass mob of realtors? <laughs> <laughs> so the, the other industries, I think, um, you know, they, I think it's fear. It's fear that you're going to take that job away from me. And maybe I work on, you know, little tiny cars and you work mm -hmm. on big trucks. There is, we're not touching, I don't think, like Randy said yesterday, we're not touching the amount of vehicles we could. You'd, oh, have, to, yes. you'd have to multiply the detailing industry by four times to hit everything. Because mm -hmm. people still don't understand what detailing is. They don't understand the difference between, oh, you're just going to wash a car. No, that's not what we're mm -hmm. doing. Washing a car is one thing, but detailing it is another. And the, the first time you see somebody take out you know, and you actually do what paint correction, and you see the difference. You're like, oh, okay, I see it now, right? And 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 the first time a customer sees that, they freak out. They're like, I've never seen a car shine so much in my life. How how did you do that? You know, and and and, and quite frankly, it's not rocket science, but it is definitely something you have to learn mm -hmm. to do. You can mess it up in a big way, you know. Yeah. Um, so I think there's so much room for this industry to grow. I was really excited yesterday that when we were at <clears throat> 3D, just seeing the number of detailers in this area. I mean, I was like, it's like truck after truck after truck pulling in to get water. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Other communities like where we're at in Boise, there's nothing like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, so working either. Yeah, no, so that, that was really cool. I was very sure about that. I'm like, so you supply detailers with water? She goes, yes. She goes. They buy tokens from us and we make sure that it is high quality water yeah, so I, that they can do their mobile details. I'm like, wow, that's cool. I mean, yeah. Who would have known? Yeah, Central Oregon has nothing like that, so I, that would be kind of cool. I, business business idea. idea. Their storefront. Have you ever seen their storefront? Yeah, it's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. It's phenomenal. And that's, that I think is the key is, um, you know, it's not like we're trying to hide things from people. Um, you know, when, when we were in Seattle, I've got a brother-in-law there and we, we did a, a, a car for him once, and, and it, he we just opened it up, and he told all of his friends, this is what I'm using, these are the products, and, and I can tell you right now, it's not the same products. We're not using one line for everything, you know? What, like Randy says, what, what works here doesn't work over here. What works on this car doesn't work on this car, yeah. you know? So I think that's what's great about the industry. It's very open. The people that we work with, you know, Rennie and PNS, they're totally open and they understand how it works. I mean, Rennie has different products in his shop yep. than his own line of products. And I think that speaks volumes about the industries when, when you, you, you know, if you imagine having your name on a product, but then you actually have somebody else's product that you use as well. That's awesome because you realize the value of both. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that, that's super exciting. So, you know, we need to let people know how they find you. So just remember to ask for Pedro. So how do people get a hold of you? Yeah. you know, um, website, all that stuff. Well, we're on Instagram. We have our own website, DNR Auto Detailing. Our Instagram's DNR Auto Detailing. There's too long to put it all in, yeah, yeah, like yeah. diamond in the rough. 
and it spelled out. Just put Aladdin. That's not <laughs> but it spelled out diamond in the rough with the actual rough, you know, not R U F F or buff. Um, but uh, we have Instagram, Facebook, we have our own website, um, and yeah, just reach out to us. Let us know how we can be of service to you. No job too big or too small. And yeah. Awesome. Awesome. That is awesome. So, well, thank you very much for joining us. And guys and gals, thank you very much for joining us for another episode of Mafia Memoirs. And I did emphasize the gals on that because one of the things that we've seen over the last couple weeks is that ladies are having a big impact on the industry. I mean, we met with Sydney, Iwash, and Boise. We met with Sandra yesterday with 3D Oxnard and Maria in the background that's going to be getting detailed trained. And yeah, it's just super, super fun. Diana and ladies are having a big impact. So guys, you better up your game because they are bringing it. So thank you for joining us for Mafia Memoirs. And we will check you next week. Same time, same bat channel. See ya! <laughs>